2: Make sure it's dead it's coming this way wait a minute
1: hey i'm ghosted
2: by ross dress ev
1: police. hey boo it's me Roz Dresfalis. I have had just like the best week. I was showered with so much love because it was my birthday weekend and we did the first ever Live Ghosted and I can tell you it will be the first of many it's just been so great. And gosh, it was so nice to actually get to meet you all, you booze that listen to the show. I mean, to meet at least a big handful of you at the show and just putting a face to many people that I've just talked to on the internet. And it was just a really cool experience. So, today's episode, we're going to be playing some of the live show. You know, some of it was uh, just exclusive for the people that were there, but we also are going to give you a-, a bunch of the show. Uh, today on the episode that you'll get to hear, which was great. I had Pleasant Gaiman, a recent guest, was on the show. I also had Deborah Wilson, who is one of the most talked about guests to ever be on this show. She was our first episode, and she always brings the story. She always brings so much energy. And (laughs) it was so funny, before we started the show, I uh introduced Pleasant to Deborah, and those are such powerful presences, both of those people. And it was just it was so cool and interesting to see the two of them meeting. And they really hit it off, I think. And uh, Pleasant and I went backstage as we were seating the theater. And there was some fun, you know, 80s kind of music playing as people were getting seated in the house. And Deborah was just sitting in the front row singing at the top of her lungs. So people got a great pre-show from Deborah Wilson before the show even started. So that was fun. I wanna tell you just a little bit about where we did the live show. So we've talked about it many times on the show. It is the Cavern Club Theater at Casita Del Campo. It is truly one of my favorite places in Los Angeles. And that, listen, that says a lot because my bed is in Los Angeles. And if it was up to me, I would never leave it. So this is one of my favorite places. It's just, the food is amazing. It's just such a great vibe there always. And there's a theater in the basement where we did the show. And I highly recommend on your to-do list when you come to LA, come to Casita del Campo. And if you can, a, a show at the Cavern Club Theater. And I've been so fortunate to get to do tons of shows there in the basement. Lots of like... Campy kind of drag theater shows, like lots of, um, TV show parodies like the Golden Girls Live, which I've done a million times with Jackie Bede and Sam Pancake and Drew Drogi and um, Sherry Vine and Alaska Thunderfuck and all these ton- tons of really cool, fun people. And it's actually the place where I first met Cassandra Peterson. Uh, she was in the audience of a show that I was in there, and that was the first time we ever met. So that theater, I have heard over the years that it's haunted. For some reason, the ghosts there just, you know, not interested in me. I guess I'm just not. They're t- hype but i've heard a few stories maybe urban legend i don't know i don't i don't have any facts about this but one of the stories is that before it was a restaurant it was a community center of some sort maybe associated with a church some say i'm not sure um and a young girl somewhere maybe between the ages of 18 and 16. I don't know. I've heard many versions of the story. She was in the basement, which was a kitchen at the time. And there was a fire and she got trapped and she died. There's another ghost story, which is that a man was trying to rob the place and was shot. But I actually did some Googling. I did some investigative journalism, which basically just means I, you know, typed in on my phone uh, the history of that address. And I found an article from 1986 from the Los Angeles Times. And it says, said a man named Lewis entered the building at 1130 p.m., And he was trying to rob the place and he had a gun and he shot the manager who was who survived. He just shot him in the hand. And there were five employees that subdued the robber. And when he when the cops arrived, the robber was dead. And it says there was no obvious signs for cause of death. There was not a blow to the head. There were no marks around the neck. There was no gun wound. Uh, and then <laughs> this article just ends with an autopsy will be performed. So, And I can't find a follow-up article. So I don't know how that man died. Uh, we did do a little bit of a seance and we tried to figure out. But uh, you'll have to wait and see what we find out or if we find out anything. So... Just to set up a little bit about the space that we did the live show in, I want to pass it on over to some of my friends that have been on the show. So let's start off. Here's Selena Luna, and then we'll go into a couple of other stories that have been told about hauntings in the basement of Casita del Campo. See, I've worked there a billion times at this point, and I've never... I, I don't know that my senses have gone off there. I mean... I don't know. Anywhere that's dark and I'm by myself, I'm immediately convinced it's haunted. But yeah. I don't know what 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 came through. What happened?
0: Well, I think that it, it, it cuz I too, I mean, I've been performing at this theater for at least 15 years and never ever had a weird vibe, never felt anything but also i'm i don't think i'm tuned into that stuff because i'm not open to it Mm -hmm. generally as much as i love getting spooked it takes a lot to get me there
1: but there is such a just like fun vibe in that theater because yeah i mean there's really only like comedy campy kind of shows that happen there and it's a very yes. family-owned restaurant that is yeah. above the theater mm-hmm. so it's definitely not a dark energy or was that never yeah no
0: there's always such a loving vibe in there that's why i've never picked up on anything spooky which makes me think maybe it's a, a, a an unworldly loving vibe vibe <laughs> you know it could be like hippie ghost who came through well this was not very loving it was like a spooky thing for real um and i think it helped to have this paranormal team because they seem to know what they're doing and they really conjured up some shit that i couldn't on my own without they had the evp um i forgot what it's called that machine that picks up voices. yeah a meter
1: that records it yeah. And so, yeah so
0: she had all her equipment all like the stuff you see on tv mm-hmm. and um and including the Ouija board for fun, and oh. uh, we we did all kinds of funny stuff. It was like being in a slum at a slumber party. Sure. So uh, she, tur- uh, well, Pleasant, she probably would she would do a much better job explaining the process because I'm a complete novice and I was just in it for the fun, and um, so she just started asking questions, you know, uh, to. The air, like if there's somebody here, make this light flash. And sure enough, immediately she had this little contraption with four different colored lights. So like a Simon Says game Mm -hmm. from the 80s. And um, so she would say, if you're present, make the blue light go on twice, like very specific instructions. And immediately, boom, boom, like the lights would happening. We're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And um, there was an empty chair right next to my maid of honor who was uh, none other than Margaret Cho. Of course. Um, She herself has had many paranormal experiences. Got to get her in here. Yeah, she'd be a great guest. Anyway, she was uh, sitting. uh, There wasn't anybody sitting next to her. Her seat was empty. And she's like, uh, uh, Margaret's like, oh, my God, can you feel this? And her chair was like, there was no AC directly above it, and it was super cold. Ooh. Like after we got that communication on the lights. Um, so and, and it was right behind me. So I turn around and I, I I hover my hand over the chair and it was undeniable that the temperature over that chair vastly different from any other seat.
1: Wait, wait. she was sitting in it?
0: Uh, the chair next to next her. Next to her. Oh, my which gosh. was empty.
2: So the spirit it was like, is just sitting there. It was
0: like ice cold. But like right next to her, it's warm and normal. Like it was so obvious. everybody could feel it, like yeah. a huge temperature difference. Yeah. So, I don't know what that's about. so, um, so then, so then we all gravitated to that chair, and Pleasant brought that a uh, little meter that picks up the EVPs and put it next to that chair and started asking it questions. and he and he began responding. And so we learned that this presence, whatever it was, identified itself as the burglar who was killed in that basement um, in the 60s.
1: Oh, yeah. What's the story? And it is, a, it
0: is a confirmed story mm-hmm. by the owners of the restaurant slash theater. Um, the story goes that, um, I guess, in the 60s, uh, th- th- there were. Um, I guess it was already a restaurant. I'm not too clear on that. But also, yeah, at one point, that same building was a church. So there's been two deaths in the basement which is now a theater where we were doing our paranormal investigation. Um, I'm not clear on the timeline who died first, but the place used to be a church, and there was uh, and they used to cook in the basement for the parishioners. And there was a, I believe, a 14 year old. I know it was a teenage girl who died in a cooking fire. Oh wow! So, but it was something like um, she died. As, I think she survived for a short period of time, and that's how the family who owned this church had to sell it to the current owners who turned it into a restaurant theater. They had to unload the property to make money to uh, medically treat this girl, who eventually who ended up dying anyway. Oh. And so there's that death related there to that girl. But also, um, so getting back to the burglar, it, it, um, the story goes that this guy broke in to when i'm not sure if it was a restaurant yet i think it was it was a restaurant actually he broke in to hold up the place he got into a scuffle with one of the restaurant employees uh, i think a busboy or a server or something and there was a gun between them so the other restaurant employees saw what was happening they all jumped on the burglar and then the scuffle the gun went off and the burglar was shot and that's where he died was uh,
1: it in the basement, or
0: I? I believe it was, wow. from what I'm, from what I was told. And so he died trying to rob the place, but none of the employees died. And um, so he said, so the that entity from my bachelorette party identified himself as that burglar. Wow. Yeah, and so, uh, but you know, Ple- Pleasant's really fun, and she's like, "Would you like a margarita?" And he's like, "Yeah." You could clearly hear him say, "Yes, margarita." Oh my gosh!
1: Where's that recording? Is it? Was it recorded? Or?
0: I don't think it was recorded. I don't. Oh. It was just live feed from that meter thing.
1: He sounds fun.
0: He was fun. <laughs> we were kind of scared. I wasn't too scared, just because it was daytime and it was a room full of my girlfriends. Uh huh. But there was some of the guests were like <laughs> kind of terrified.
1: Yeah, I bet.
0: So we had a, a lot of weird communication like that.
1: Well, and one thing to make very clear, because we love Casita del Campo. Yes. You will never get a creepy vibe in there. So please go check out the food, check out the shows that they have there. It is really a, a magical blessing. A blessing, the word I use. It's a really amazing place that we have here in Los Angeles. And it is. We're it's very, very lucky to have it. We're,
0: it's very special, and, and it needs to continue to be supported. That place is nothing but love.
3: Yes. It's one of the few things that I think locals know about in LA, mm-hmm. but it's not a touristy thing to go do. But it feels like such a cool underground thing to go see some weird, usually drag comedy show in the basement after eating rice and beans and, yep. and drinking margaritas. It's the best. Just it's a it's such a complete evening, and it's just, of such just a... like comfort food, comfort comedy. Yes, and 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 yeah, and it's been there since the early '60s. And Rudy Del Campo, who was a dancer in West Side Story, he and his wife, like. Created the restaurant and it's in this very family place. And then the theater has been the Cavern Club's been around since I think early 90s, Mr. Dan says. And then, but the haunted story of it was that you know, it used to be a like um community what do they call it in churches when they have like the fellowship hall?
1: Yeah, yeah, it it. wasn't
3: a church, but it was like it was where they had it was where a church used to have. Dinners and like you know, like covered dish suppers and all that kind of stuff. And there was a young girl who was trapped down there, and there was a fire. It was in in the basement, <clears throat> and she died down there. And so there have always been stories about a little girl down there. And our friend Selene. I don't know if you've had Selene on. We did. She, yeah. Okay, so I'm, I don't know if she told the story about like there she was did a ghost hunt. Yes, and um, but she also like had a, um, a, 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 a what is it called? A medium come in and mm-hmm. and, and like. Um, Where are my words today? And basically do a reading and say that there's energy there and it's all in this like one area. It's like back in, it's, it's, and this will mean nothing to anyone listening to this, but you'll know exactly what I mean. Where Sam and I stand, like over kind of backstage in this one little area. She said it's really heavy. So for me, what happened? We were doing the facts of life and, uh, which we do an all drag version of lots of TV shows. We, you and I just did the Golden Girls last weekend. And so we were doing um, In the Facts of Life, and in that particular show, everyone else plays all the girls on the show. And so they are on stage the whole time, and I was Mrs. Garrett, so I kind of popped in and out. So I had a lot of time where I was just back there by myself. And <clears throat> there was a number where Sam, uh, all the characters had, like, talent shows they're doing. I love that I'm telling this story. It's like so and so crazy. <laughs> so Blair, we do, like, a, a thing where they all have a talent show, and Blair does a tap dancing number. So it's all pre-recorded tap dancing and Sam is pretending to do t- his own tap dancing and it goes on for way too long and it's clearly <laughs> false and it's comedy at its richest and I was back there and I don't know if it was something about like the noise of those tap of the tap dancing or whatever but I heard full voice right behind me I heard a little girl say I want socks what and I turned around, I go, what? Like, I just, it sounded like a little girl had come backstage behind me and it was so clear and I turned around, there was nobody behind me. Um, And so. What is that all yeah, about? So I was like, oh, that's the ghost. And I, I am not scared of ghosts. I think they're wonderful and I like welcome the energy. So, you know, and it's sort of, there's something weirdly comforting to me about that to know that like, there's just, there's energy around us and. Even at that place, you know, it was like, yeah, I heard it full voice. And then I told Jackie, Jackie Beat was in the show. I told her about it, and she was like, Oh my God, that gives me chills and, you know. And um and she also was like, that's exactly what an eight-year-old girl would say. Like, I want not like I'm a ghost. Yeah, I'm spooky. <laughs> I Look like, at me. I've got chains. <laughs> and said she is just so matter of fact. And uh I don't know what caused it, but I, I didn't feel any sort of danger at all I just was like oh there's a girl back here like it, it immediately made sense to me wow and um, and then she probably tries on our wigs when we're not there I bet she does
4: I was um, we have a bottle of Tabasco sauce it's a big joke in the show and I fill it up with uh, tomato juice and I put a straw in it and I suck it the whole thing down it's like a joke anyway and we just thought if we leave it there the guy who cleans is going to throw it away thinking it's garbage so we were all the lights were off everybody was gone it was me and sam pancake and uh i said oh we need to get that tabasco bottle and it's you know across the room on the stage anyway i said get your phone and turn the light on and then i heard somebody say something in the booth which was like in the far back corner, you know, the, the tech booth. And I was like, is, is JT the sound guy back there? And he was. I didn't hear what they said. This is a terrible story. Here's the good thing. It's, <laughs> no, all, up from, it's all uphill from here. <laughs> and uh, then what happened? Nothing. Oh, okay. I heard a voice. Can't tell you what it said.
2: But wait, the, <laughs> the, the, with the little girl. Was it yeah. a little girl? It was a little girl. And it turns out that a little girl. It was girl... not a little girl's voice that I heard. Uh-huh. But Drew heard at the socks, and it turns out that a little girl had died there in a fire.
4: That's the story. I don't know if it's confirmed. They said that it used to be a church
2: or something. Uh huh. It was a kitchen down there. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've heard people tell stories down there, but it's interesting how much time, like at least the three of us, have spent, and and not much has happened until like recently. Yeah. I wonder what that is. That so It could just be a
4: bad chillerieno, let's be honest. <laughs> like, <laughs> making its
1: revenge. Yeah.
4: What was that noise? Sorry.
2: <laughs> Sorry. You also, Did my so chick- stomach just say I want socks? Gassy ghost. You also kind of have to be, I think, in a receptive state. So maybe she's running around when we're getting ready for Golden Girls, but where no one's listening. <laughs> well, it was all bottoms in that That's show. I uh, saying, Sherry, you're always we in were receptive to, state. We were ready to receive. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I want. and there was a whole thing about socks in the facts of life. Which was interesting. There's a whole di- like we all had to wear like girl tube socks and, and Dan- wasn't it Danielle who brought in like all these different rainbow, rainbows socks. and different things? And so it was. Oh, weird. and we had this whole thing where I was deciding whether I was right. going to wear socks, socks or not. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just fitting that the girl I didn't was even like, think
4: of that. Oh. Now I'm getting and the little felt,
2: girl was there the whole time, and she she's felt, like, I want socks, I want exactly. Socks. I want socks.
1: Oh my god. So yeah. Okay. So now you know what we're dealing with. Let's go to the live show. It's going to start off with Pleasant Gaming. If um, we kind of did the show a little bit like, you know, Tonight Show style where I had Pleasant come out and then I had her move over and we had um, Deborah come out and then the two of them were there for the rest of the, the interview. And uh, we do acknowledge a couple of times Mr. Dan, who was there. Mr. Dan has been the owner. And I believe you know he's the one that created the Cavern Club Theater down there for a couple of decades now. And he was, he was actually a great, a useful tool because he knew a little bit about the history down there. And one of the coolest parts is, um, well, two things premiered at the live show. First thing was our merchandise, which for right now... It is only, I'm only selling it at select live shows. You know, if you know you're going to come to a live show of mine of some sort, send me a message if you want me to bring some. Uh, I'll, I'll figure out a way eventually to get it on the internet, hopefully maybe before Christmas, and, you know, people can buy the merch there. But we do have our candles, which are really cute. I have a picture on my Instagram of what those look like. And my EV, please pins and stickers uh, we were selling at the live show as well. And the other thing that I premiered at the live show is the full length version of the theme song, which nobody has ever heard. It's a song about dating a ghost and what happened when I dated a ghost. It's a real story. It's real life. It really happened. I swear. So enjoy the show. I'll talk to you at the end. okay so what what happened the night that selene did her little investigation bachelorette party
5: well we were in here and um the first thing was margaret cho was one of the guests and she felt it getting like really cold in a seat and then we got all the meters new there and there was like spirit stuff um we did, We somebody, I can't remember who, it might have been Margaret or it might have been Selene. someone took a bunch of pictures that had weird stuff on them like orbs and like streaks. And whenever you're taking pictures in a paranormal investigation, you have to take at least three because sometimes there's like an anomaly in between two normal ones where there's weird stuff on the film that wasn't there like mist or fog or orbs. Um, actually, or someone's vaping. <laughs> no, this. Uh, yeah. No one was vaping down here. Okay.
1: Um. Wait, so, but Selene also told me that somebody sat down, the the chair next to Margaret Cho had um, a very cold. Yeah, it was
5: cold. It was freezing. It was like
1: freezing cold. And when anytime anyone touched, it was like freezing.
5: Yeah, yeah. The arms, like it had been in a refrigerator.
1: And she also told me that you guys used some kind of device and you were, um, you figured out that it was the gunman.
5: Yes. Uh we had an oveless at that investigation. That oveless got stolen. An ovelus is a um it's a it's it's like a little it looks like a little like sort of handheld machine, kind of like that other thing, but it's got a thesaurus in it. And you can you can ask spirits questions and some ovelices will just go through they'll start cycling through words, but if you ask a question and you get an intelligent answer, and then you ask it again, and an intelligent answer comes back. That's that's not you, just after vaping. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, so it was talking. Yeah, she said
1: that it. you asked it what it wanted, and it said, margarita.
5: <laughs>
1: no, you said, do you want a margarita? And it yeah. said, yes, yes. margarita. <laughs> that's what she
5: told me. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, they really—they really say. Didn't we talk? We talked about what what they did. We talk about. Um, okay, here's a good example. I don't think I can't remember if I said this on the last. The mom one. story. No, not the mom one. This was from that same investigation, though. So there was all these spirits around a Halloween haunt that had had all the. Oh yeah, you told us that one. Did, did I tell you what that spirit said about living there?
1: No, what they said. Oh, this is
5: so great. We were there. Okay, first of all, we were there with this really burly, like butch, straight cameraman. That's like, oh yeah, paranormal investigation. Okay, Uh my type. uh, Yeah, totally. Except he was all mansplaining us that there was no such fucking thing as ghosts. (laughs) That is your type, also. No. He had, he had some really nice thick socks on. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, any, mm. Anyways. Um, were
1: they Bombas? That's one of my favorite. <laughs> yes, sponsors. they were Bombas. They make socks. It's called Bombas. Check yeah. them out. I like them. Bombas. Uh, uh,
5: Bombas. It's so
1: fun to I feel say. I just
5: felt like Charo, except with less collagen. Honey, I oh, <laughs> I I don't
1: endorse anybody's Instagram more than I do Charo's. You should check out Charo's Instagram. Wait,
5: I saw, okay, this is so off topic. I saw Charo in the security line at LAX, but it was like 6.30 in the morning, and she didn't have any makeup on, and she was like getting her shoes into like the, the containers and stuff, and I was just like, <laughs> oh like my that. god! And, but then I was like, just out of like my sense of gentility and courtesy, I was like, I can't Talk to her right now. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Because
1: she was. Well, I heard that she has a sister that looks almost exactly like her. It could have been her. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, back to ghosts. It was so- an apparition.
5: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so we were in this part of the Halloween haunt, and um, it's called Hobbs Grove, and where actors had seen like these giant, like, you know, those big wooden things that, like tables mm-hmm. that they wrap. Yeah. So, um. They, there was this thing called the Redneck Camp there and it was five trailers and a whole bunch of people wouldn't go, that worked there wouldn't go near one because someone heard growling. Like someone went in there and got like a crazy scratch just from opening the door but not from on the wood. And like they didn't like it so we numbered the trailers one through five to try to figure out which one was haunted. And then we started getting a lot of activity on the Ovalis. The REM pod was lit up like a Christmas tree. And um, finally just to sort of like... Break the ice. um, I just said. So, how do you how do you guys um like living at a Halloween haunt? And it immediately came on the obelisk. It's perfect.
1: <laughs> I love it here. I couldn't ask for any more.
5: Oh, and wait, fine. and when that happened, the redneck guy, like, we're like, where is this? Is he getting this on film? And my, my investigation partner Tom, He was just like, he was like running down the thing and she like ran after him. He's like, I didn't sign up for this man. Um, I, I'm, oh. I'm going. Home. No, he was horrified.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> that's he just bails. That's so funny. Um, I want to bring out our, no- our second guest. Cool. Cool with you guys um, so how about y- how about we'll have you step over I want you to stay here though okay because yes. you've got some great insight on this um, I want to bring out somebody that I am absolutely um, you know I grew up just idolizing on television and now <laughs> And spiritually, now I idolize this person as well. Here's a fun story, okay? I hope you're okay with me telling you this. Okay, so we did this movie together that will be out one of these days. And uh, we had this scene where, okay, I had to be on stage and I was like, okay, I heard something again upstairs. Um, Okay, so I had to do this scene where I was like on stage and it was like a party and I was like hosting the party and I was like kind of nervous and I was also really tired. And this person was, uh, you know, screaming and dancing and having the time of their lives, as I'm sure you can imagine. And uh, I was just like, man, Deborah, I want some of that energy. Give me some of that, what you got. I want want to be on your level. And so she does this thing where she goes, she takes her boob and she goes, And I was just showering in it, and I've never been the same since. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Deborah Wilson! No <laughs> one, the <laughs> Give it to them! Shoot them with your titties! Shoot them with your titties! <laughs>
6: okay, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Mr. Dan, Mr. Dan. Hi, Deborah. Hi, Roz. Hi, everybody! <laughs> Happy Saturday
1: night! I heard you singing backstage. He's
6: playing my music. I know that was yeah, good. Ooh, baby! I know. I'm like I
1: can't sing like that. I'm the reason drag queens lip sync. <laughs> but you gotta uh, use your mouth for something. <laughs> Whoa! You are bad.
6: I am, and later <laughs> on I'm worse.
1: Okay. <laughs> the night is young. <laughs> so, Deborah, let's talk about ghosts. First of all, what? Oh, where's she? Oh, you got bombas? She's Bamba! wearing bombas! She's wearing bombas! Uh, aren't I they so comfortable? I love, love my bombas. They are Jeff. so comfortable.
6: Great. So. Bombas! bombas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so um, have you encountered any ghosts since the last time I saw you?
6: Um, no. Okay. No, I have not. And and, all right, and it that's is the interesting interview. <laughs> that's all I had.
1: That was the only question I had. <laughs> well,
6: thank you
5: very much. Let Deborah, let's talk about the Queen Mary. Oh yeah, I went to the first. Queen Mary. You first.
1: Okay, so I recently went to the Queen Mary, and um, I feel like there was no ghost there. I feel like you guys scared them away or something. What happened?
6: It, it, you know what my thing is. This we have a tendency as human beings. So this is not working. Is it, at the mic's working? Point Thank you. There are. Ah, You're welcome. Okay. Thank you, Goddess. Uh, we have a tendency as human beings to um, want them to show up when we, we want to show up because we want to be this open vessel. We want to be this open energy that says, you know, this is what I want to see and this is what I want proven to me and this is what I want to happen. And so our mindset is perform. Our mindset right. and our intention is I need to have proof. And that energy, depending upon if it's residual or intellectual, you know, what that haunting is, it doesn't happen on cue. It doesn't happen on cue. Um, And it depends on where you're holding the investigation. But I did a a paranormal um, investigation of the Queen Mary for a documentary when I was doing paranormal investigations with a very, very well-known psychic and... um, a uh, clairvoyant named Peter James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You told us about this yes. on the episode.
1: And you heard How voice- many people
6: know who Peter James was or, or, or knew who Peter James was? Research him. He I was can't. very, very well known. And in fact, there was a show in the 90s called Sightings. Um, yeah, was- and he was constantly on there. Uh, and uh, he lived in West Hollywood. And, and he, they were always around him anyway. Um, and we did the investigation. And I was a part of his team. And uh, 400, 500 uh, were reported over the years that he's done it. 400, 500 ghosts? Oh, yeah. Different oh, yeah, Entities. Oh. Different energies. And see, it's interesting. We always have this one word for things. Like, that's a ghost. And sometimes it's a residual energy. It's just energy. We're all energy. We will all pass into energy when we leave this physical and biological vessel. It just depends on the energy that it takes on. Yes. Yeah, um. And metal attracts. So when you're talking about salt water, which is a conductor, water, which is a conductor um, of the electromagnetic spectrum, plus you're talking about metal. He heard something that no one heard. We were in the hull of the ship, and we had permission to be in certain areas where no one else was allowed. In the boiler room? Way below the boiler room. Oh, shit. We weren't below the boiler room. (laughs) Damn. We were below sea level at that point. We were at the hull, so we were at below sea level at that point. We had permission to be there. And he kept going like this. He kept going, do you hear that? Do you hear that? No one heard anything. And even the person who had on, you you know, the sound guy who had a boom, we were lobbed. We was record, We were recording, he was recording, heard nothing. When he played it back, because Peter kept saying, do you hear them falling? Do you hear them falling? No. The Queen Mary was once a ship that was used in World War II. It was called the Grey Ghost. Grey
5: Ghost yeah.
6: It was called the Grey Ghost? The yeah. Grey Ghost. They took out... The- and what, ha- so what, what ended up happening was is it had a mission. It had a prime directive. It was leaving to go on a mission, and it hit a ship, another ship called the Curacao. And it split the ship. And it had a prime directive not to stop. Hitler's prime directive was to get this ship, to get the Grey Ghost. And it hit the SS Curacao, and the way it hit it and split it... 300 people lost. It was folded in half and went straight down. So by the time it hit the propellers, people had been killed. Men had been killed wow. and gone underwater. And so people were jumping off the Kurosawa as fast as they could, those who could, and screaming for their lives and screaming to help and hitting the, the hull of, of the Grey Ghost, hitting the, of the Queen Mary before it, it, they went under.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: So Peter James was going, do you hear that? Do you hear that? Do you hear them? Do you hear them falling? And we had no idea. Not even the sound guy. The sound guy just had his equipment on and just went. When he played it back, all you could hear in the hull of the ship was, oh, oh, oh. You could hear men. And it, was, and it wasn't just a regular, like, oh. Not like a noise. But men, you can hear from a falling sound, like, oh, oh, oh. You can hear men screaming. Oh my God! And crying and screaming and crying. That was one of the events. Another one was there is a locked door, and it was, uh, of course, on any ship, especially at the hull, it's going to be a heavy, thick door. And this had to be at least three inches of steel, three-inch steel door. There was a loud bang, and we were on a gangplank, and it actually shook the gangplank. We got security to come down and open it up, and it was empty. Um, the third-class swimming pool has always been oh reported of a little girl,
1: yeah. and she
6: made her presence known. She, made, she said goodbye. She,
1: oh, that's right. You told me that story.
6: Yeah. She said yeah. So, I mean, he, he had done, Peter James had done a ton of, of investigations for years. In fact, he, he was sponsored by the Queen Mary to do an investigation and found out information historically about the ship and those that were on the ship uh, more than the people who were the historians who, had, who had, were currently working wow. on the breakers. He channeled, too. Yeah. Amazing. He went into a serious channeling and brought up a captain. And they said, there's no such record of this captain. We have no record of this captain and they they eventually found their record. so
1: you're saying like they embodied him.
6: yes, like he it. let them
1: it. It, yeah. it it wait, what do you mean it?
6: in other words, pennywise, when we <laughs>
1: <laughs> could
6: be oh yes. um <laughs> when we're when we're energy uh, here's what I find very, very interesting. i find find people who um, people who come to this planet and then identify as non-binary. Oh, you're talking about when Peter. I, no, 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 no. I'm oh. talking about when, when when Peter allowed this spirit to enter oh, and, okay. and use his physical vessel. Right. But, but I, I, akin, I have an akinship with people who say, I'm non-binary. I'm not male and I'm not female. Uh-huh. I think they tend to be closer to an authentic self than people who will judge And tell you because of your physical body parts you are this and you can't be anything else. You're not supposed to be that. As energy, I think they have a closer relationship with being energy and not being bound by the earthbound plane of everybody else's idea of what you should be. And so when energy wants to work and energy wants to move through you, it has the power to do that, especially for an open vessel that says, I am not beholden to somebody else's idea or a society's idea or a government's idea of what I am. As I continue to matriculate through this experience to kind of uncover and rediscover the truth of my energy. And I think when energy gets used, it is neither male or female. It is simply energy. Yeah. agree.
1: Cool, yeah. That's how I live my life on Earth. Okay, I love that. Yeah, it,
6: but uh, I've had other investigations where 45-minute conversations. Yeah, yeah. well,
1: because yeah. one thing that you kind of really pointed out for me was when you talked about this time you were at Hollywood Center Studios and you felt an energy. And and it was a dark energy and it was, you didn't...
6: She didn't die there.
1: Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a death. It was just like something horrible had happened to somebody there and you were telling, that's the first time I ever heard about you talking about like how energies can leave an imprint. Absolutely. And I've thought about that a lot since you told me about it and I think about that for positive energies as well. And that's why for me, here, it's always such a... There's just so much love in this basement. Like it always just feels like the uh, the kids are playing downstairs when mom and dad are upstairs. You know, like we're just like having a good time down here. And I think because of that, like anytime I walk in, even tonight, like with the ghosts on my brain, I like walk in here and I'm like, I just feel so much love in this building. Mm -hmm. You know. So you think it goes both ways?
6: Absolutely, because I think, again, people who want to do investigations, they want something. And so whatever you focus on increases, in life, and anything. Whatever you focus on increases. So we have a tendency to go, okay, I'm not going to look at all the factors, all the contributing factors that say that it's not. I'm only going to pay attention to the things that I believe are. And so when you do that, you solidify something, and that doesn't necessarily mean you've solidified a truth. You've only solidified your belief in something. And I think for an investigation to be as objective as possible, you need to eliminate all of the things that were the other possibilities. You need to eliminate those things and say, okay, here's the physical elimination. Here's the scientific elimination. Here's all these eliminations. And I'm going by my gut, but let me eliminate all these things where the wind blows and you're not realizing that uh, it's an air conditioning or a pipe. Or wood starts to creak and you don't realize that in humidity uh, um, and in cold, wood buckles. So it creaks Uh and makes certain sounds, and it can actually sound like steps. Um, The way something is slanted, if you have a glass on a table and it's got a little bit of of water under the bottom of it, Mm -hmm. it will hold itself and then hold itself and then eventually slide, and people have a tendency to go, oh, that, that has to be what it is. And so for me, when I'm doing investigations, I always go, let's look at all the possibilities. Let's eliminate all those possibilities as much as possible. So when I felt that energy up in Hollywood Center Studios, I said, I'm not gonna say that that is. Not at all. I just know that I feel that way. I'm gonna validate my feelings, so I'm not gonna call it anything. I'm gonna leave that room, and there were three of those rooms. I went into each room, and I just sat for a while. I went, okay, I'm not feeling anything. Went back into the room, it was three times as powerful. It was three times as emotionally and psychologically powerful. So then I started doing my research, because by the third time I was I'd lost my stuff, I'd lost my shit. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wasn't fear, it was the feeling that the punishment and the anger and the sorrow and the violence were overwhelming, but that that person did not die there. Um, Abusive, very abusive, um, beaten. And, And at the same time, the experience was beaten and didn't know that that was going to happen. Beaten and didn't know that that was going to get as brutal as it was. So I went to the lot manager who had been a manager um, in the entertainment industry and at Hollywood Center Studios for close to 20 years. His name is Pat Davis.
1: Oh, yeah. He knew all the history. Yeah, you told he us. He knew all about, the yeah. And, yeah. and Pat
6: Davis said that the studios used to run brothels for all right. their leads. And uh, they had young ingenues and if you wanted to be famous and if you wanted to get with someone and if if you wanted to be under a studio contract and and you wanted to go from selling cigars and cigarettes to getting dance lessons and boobs and and hitting the, the stage and hitting the lights, you would have to pay your dues this way. And, um, Mm -hmm. they would have the stars and the starlets come under, there were, uh, um, there's a tunnel system, and in that tunnel system at Hollywood Center Studios, there was a bowling alley, there were bars underneath, they're all no longer there, and they've been closed off, pardon me for turning my back to you for so long, and so, um, but upstairs were the brothels, (laughs) upstairs were the brothels, and, um... And someone was beaten savagely up in there. That's what it feels like to me. So
1: when you... Do you go other places and feel energy? Yeah. That's happened other places? Oh, Queen that Mary. to
6: me. Oh, my God. The Queen Mary is
5: crazy. Oh. And also sense. And I've had, like, physical manifestations of stuff there that I couldn't explain. Even... like you, I get... I go through, I, I become the worst skeptic on my own investigations. I was like, no, this is coming from an air conditioning vent or this is coming from those stairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one time, um, I'll, I'll t- tell two short um, manifestations of stuff. One time I was walking down the corridor on the B deck and um I was just like, I was like almost knocked over by the scent of roses, which is like a really common scent for spirits to manifest. Like, I mean, just like rose perfume, yeah. And so I was like, woo. And then I immediately was like, oh, that must have come from those stairs. And then I realized they had the doors. And then I was like, well, who just walked by me? And there was no one there. And I was already looking at this empty shining looking cord mm. and so then I was like am I really smelling this and so I, I started just like going, <laughs> like a bull like a bloodhound yeah. and then it gets to the point where I'm like <laughs> like that and it was only like right here around me you could like step out of it like it was going through like a, a wall and then it wasn't there it was like contained so that was bizarre and um then nowadays they have those little plaques up everywhere where someone has, like 80 people have seen a ghost here or whatever. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. I saw a lot of that. But um, then the other thing that happened to me during a different time, I was staying there overnight to do investigations. And um, my cabin seemed totally normal and I was with two girls who were roommates. And in the middle of the night, I got up and I, and I stepped on on something and I didn't have my glasses on, and I'm like totally blind without them. It's <laughs> like, no, but in the name of glamour, no glasses. <laughs> uh, okay, otherwise, my my eyelashes would be going like windshield wipers against I'm the familiar. glasses. Yes, yeah, so I've been there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I stepped on something, and I picked it up, and it was this big, cool hairpin with the big giant pearl on it and I was like wow that wasn't there earlier or when I went to bed and I mean the cabins aren't that big you know they're like the size of the stage with three beds in them or something so in the morning um one of the girls woke up and I was like is 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 either one of these yours and um they both said no and then I said to one of them this looks like something that you would have she says well actually I have five hairpins just like that and I was like did it fall out of your suitcase and she's like no she unzips her suitcase she goes into like a makeup bag and there was five hairpins that matched that one exactly in her sealed makeup bag in a sealed baggie within yeah. it and i was like okay well now you have six then i went walking cool. you know, no i know i thought that was weird so then i went walking up because like on the under decks you can't get cell service <laughs> so i was up on the deck and i was sitting there talking to someone and I looked down, and there was another fucking hairpin. This one was a little smaller, but it was the same thing. It was a pearl hairpin, and I'm going. was there a wedding on here that must have come from a bridesmaid or something. But then, how did it get in? The other yeah. one, the big one, get into my cabin. So then, I decided to call and make sure my my um, then significant other was taking care of the cats and i started calling and it said pleasant Gaiman and two others are calling home and i I looked at my phone and i was like what okay (laughs) but then i kept seeing like i i came home from there with like all sorts of like pearl hair things that happened like three more times on the. whoa my mom
6: called me after she passed yeah, Wait, what? My mother called me. After yes, she passed yes, phone
5: I've phone. had that too. Yeah.
6: really?
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. Phone is like a really k- kind of a common. Yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah.
1: heard that before. Yeah. Wait, I'm but I'm still on the sense thing. Like, so, the ghosts smell like roses when they die.
5: No, no, no. That's a really con- a lot of people smell like tobacco or pipe. A lot of times, oh, yeah. people will smell something that's um, that's from uh. Something that like there was a scent of their relatives, like say some guy used aqua velva or something. Like they'll uh-huh. smell that unique thing like, you know, oh dad is here or something, you uh-huh. know. Because like it, it I've noticed that it's usually kind of isolated when when but that that Queen Mary thing was weird because it was like seriously like there was like a little square box of scent that was just only right there oh. hanging. Um have you ever seen those like lights in the rooms that look like electric spaghetti in the Queen Mary? <laughs> Mm-mm. They look like they They have
1: electric spaghetti at the Queen Mary. (laughs) Yeah, it's got acid. (laughs) No, I've heard everything. It's got
5: acid in it, baby. No, Um, no, it's like I I woke up and I saw this like these light. It it looked like kind of like weird morphing Celtic knots. And you know when you don't, you know when it's dark in a room, and you. And so I was looking, at and I was like, "Is that coming from the portal?" And I I looked, and there was not not the portal, the porthole. so there was like there was light coming from there but there was nothing moving and then I was looking at it and then this was a different roommate I had so I wake up do you see this do you see this and she woke up and she went yeah that's weird and I was like what do you think it is and she's like I don't know and then I said watch this and I went over and I was like putting my hand at it and it was reacting it was like moving away and then going around it and stuff and so then the next did you record it I tried to but my you know shitty phone hashtag (laughs) shitty phone (laughs) um but so we did get really good EMFs from there. And we got a really great Ovalus thing. This, okay, this one you will like. Wait, did, did you get any EVPs? Yeah, we got EVPs. We got EMF hits. I mean, we got, the EVPs on there were crazy. I Wait, didn't hold
1: get, up. I found some EVPs. You want to listen to Queen them? From the Queen
6: Mary?
5: It's
2: time for
5: EVPs or
1: EVPs. Now these are just random ones. Before okay. you start,
6: does everyone so that everybody is is in the loop? Does everyone know what an EVP is? Electronic Voice Phenomena. Yeah. Okay. Just checking so no one feels like these they're out of the loop. Know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So. What I like to do is I like to go to YouTube and I like to find ghost voices. And both of you have played this game with me. It's yeah. a very simple game. Uh, I I got some EVPs. I want you to guess what you think the paranormal investigator believes the ghost to say. Can we okay? pretend
5: we're on a game show?
1: Yeah, totally. I'll give you options and everything. Okay. So the first <laughs> one I found. <laughs> the first one I found is from uh, somebody named Haunted Experience. Answers. That's, that's how they spelled it out. Know if it was a mistake or not. But it was, it's it's a- like a heavy a- heavy, ma-
5: heavy metal experience. investigators.
1: <laughs> sure. Uh, haunted uh, haunted experiences. Um, and this is from a ghost that that was in their room. Um, so play the first EVP, please.
5: Uh,
1: <laughs> shut up, bitch! <laughs> no, we might have said ghosted, bitch.
0: Yeah, play it again. <laughs> Ghosted, Ghosted
5: bitch!
2: bitch. <laughs> oh my god. Wait,
5: that was that was pretend. You just sampled her no. I
1: know. I feel like maybe we might have just we just played back. You've uh, uh. Okay. Oh Mr. Dan is getting aggressive. Okay. Ghosted bitch. Okay.
5: So I want you to guess. You really think it says ghosted bitch? It sounded just like it, but maybe I'm not all the way convinced. I'm
1: skeptical.
6: One more time, time, Mr. Dan, if you don't mind.
5: Now, I will
1: say, I think that this is from England, I think. Again, don't trust me on facts. Okay, go.
5: Experience. That's how they spell it in England. Is it? (laughs) Ghosted bitch. (laughs) (laughs) bitch.
1: Okay. Toaster? Oh, toaster bitch? I'm Toast a
5: toaster
1: bitch. <laughs> toaster, bitch. Bitch, I'm a toaster. Toaster. I'm a- okay. Do you want options? You do you have any guesses? Yeah, give me an option. Okay. <laughs> is it A? Say what? Oh, I think. Wait, go ahead. I what think did the- you say? The spirit is here. Um, okay. It said, is it A? Don't you. Wait, no. Say it with an English accent. Oh, I can't do that. I don't do accents. A. Doubt you read. Don't that's you a read? mean insult to look at someone and go, "Doubt you read." <laughs> that's
5: mean. Doubt Is it B? Go to bed. Go to bed. Is it C? Nacho cheese. No, they don't have that in in, in the UK.
1: You don't know their lives. Or <laughs> is it D?
5: Got a cig? I think it's go to bed. I think. Play it again. Each-
1: what are you thinking? Talking to Mike. I see. think she
5: was shoving some kids in an oven when she said that. Oh no! <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, that's that's a little too.
1: What do you think? Do you have a guess? Let's go to the nacho cheese. <laughs> <laughs> the real bed. answer not was go to bed. With a, with a British accent. Go to bed. Go to bed. Not Wait. Bed. What about go
5: to bed? To you go to go. bed. You've been very naughty.
1: Wait. Hold up! Get wait a, a minute! Wait a minute! Get Everybody, a calm down. You've been very, very naughty. I. <laughs> I feel. I want socks. I feel. Like <laughs> I feel like I just got a little glimmer of Valak from the nun.
5: Wait. Say, I want socks and a demon now voice wait will a you, minute. please. Some
1: people might not know this, but Deborah Wilson does demon voices in movies. Can we get a little glimpse?
5: Please.
6: Um, in the, the, the third uh, film, Conjuring, the Conjuring film, um, when with the nun, when she possessed everyone, I did all of the demon voices for everyone that she possessed.
1: <laughs> people are clapping. It's such a funny... I mean, it's an amazing thing, but it also is funny to be like, oh my God, you possess people. <laughs> okay, so let's... <laughs> It's funny to me. Let's
6: let's continue, and I will say go to to bed, bed, but like a demon. Okay, then Balak
1: will come back. Okay, I need to remember. that. let's do another EVP. Okay, this one I believe also. Okay, it's um it's from someone named uh, Rock Raccoon (laughs) eighty (laughs) six, and uh, it's at the the tunnels, uh, which are north of Kidderminster, Worcestershire.
5: How come, you, how come you always pick English ones? I don't know. It's what Cause I found. Because cl- you're classy.
1: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> All right. Play the EVP. One, two, three, it's really loud. Okay. But it's a lot, a lot of loud in the background. It's pee. Yeah, but there is a whisper <laughs> or something. Let's hear it again. One, two, See, okay, you can hear a whisper. One, two, three. I'm touching you. One, two, I'm touching you. One, two, don't touch me.
5: I touch myself when I think of you.
6: <laughs>
1: it kind of does sound like that. Um, you want to hear it again, Deborah? Okay, one more time.
6: I touch you. Sounds like I touch you.
1: I touch you. Okay, here's Before some options.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: First option, A, pay attention. B, cruel intentions. <laughs> Like Maybe it liked the 1999 film like Cruel it. Intentions. I don't know. Is it C? Get my dentures. <laughs> Maybe it needed dentures so you could hear it better. You know what I mean? I really at first thought it said have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, was I it? have one more. Or is it D? How much you bench press? <laughs> Let's hear it again. It. Cruel Intentions.
0: Somebody likes Reese Witherspoon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, the demon that loves the movie Cruel Intentions has just arrived. Reese Witherspoon is the shit.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, is she in that movie? She's in that movie, right? Did you see Election? Oh, Election, another Reese Witherspoon. Mm.
5: Fucking brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> Can you, Will you please say your? Mo- Sorry, I touched your new tattoo. Will you please say your mother sucks cocks in hell, please?
1: <laughs> uh, oh my God! Just humor me. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> your mother sucks cocks in hell. Oh, okay. ah, Thank
1: you. Okay.
5: Your mother sucks socks in hell <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, I want to hear more. Your mother sues bomba socks in hell <laughs> The ultimate plug for bombas <laughs> So we thought it would be fun to just sort of have like a little bit of a seance, okay? Now, some people might be, like, scared or triggered or, like, anything like that. If you feel the need to, like, go to the bathroom, we're going to do it for, like, five to ten minutes, and you can certainly leave, but come back because I'm going to perform, for the first time in history, the full-length version of our theme song. Okay. So, Pleasant, you are going to be leading us.
5: Yeah. But I think we need two audience volunteers.
1: Oh, okay. Do we have two audience? We've got one over there. Okay, away. you pick someone them. from this section, back there with two hands.
6: You don't, you don't, you don't like Weeja? Ouija boards, yeah? I had, I've, I've had an experience with Ouija board once, and that was enough for me. Yeah, <laughs> Ouija boards
1: can be scary,
6: but listen, yeah. Pleasant. They're not toys.
5: No, I know
1: that's I was going to talk
6: about some
5: of that. We too.
1: need you to uh, set our minds at ease when it comes to Ouija boards, okay? Because okay, I'm well, a little scared by them too. Well,
5: I mean, Ouija boards. It's, Lately, here. here can you I go bless everyone the before yes, this? Yes, please okay. do.
1: Please.
5: Who wants the skulls?
1: She's gonna blindfold you.
5: Yes. <laughs> so, so you can Wait. What are
1: your names? Oh, I'm Dolores. 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 Annette. Annette. Thank you guys so Annette. much for being can't here. Fold, um, okay. So what's going to happen is we're going to blindfold you. Here,
5: you guys sit in um, these chairs. Do you need
1: help? Okay. The two of you are gonna sit here.
5: Don't now, split. Pleasant's
1: going to do her thing. I'm just going to be doing drag queen commentary in the corner.
5: Okay, well, first, first of all, as we're doing this, um, you can... Myself. No, well, do you want me to do it? Yeah, do. That'll cost you. No. no. Can oh, I do okay. it?
1: I'll do it. I'll Basically, do it. with you being blindfolded, we're going to use a Ouija board. And I'm
5: going to take pictures. they will want this as a keepsake.
1: <laughs> so basically, this is gonna make sure that you're not cheating. So you're not gonna be looking. Okay.
5: So I just gotta say, really, Ouija boards—they say it's a toy, but it's not a toy. It is like it is like you can you can call in all sorts of entities. It's um, you know that Charlie Charlie game that was going around with like horrifying shit happening with school kids a while. if you're ever playing playing in quotes with the Ouija board and someone comes through there and it's like pretending or saying it's your grandma or your friend that died or something, you have to really go through a lot of things, like ask, ask questions that would have an answer that only you know. You should always cleanse your house, you should cleanse yourself before and after. There's various ways of doing that. Um, black tourmaline is good. Salting windows so that you don't get spirits coming in using sage to cleanse and then Palo Santo, you should like sage each other off like I'm pretending to do here. Um, Especially if you don't know what we're doing. Um, We're just gonna try to see if we can talk to someone from here, right?
1: Yeah, I think we should either try to talk to the little girl or the man.
6: Yeah. Before you do that, and and just to to add on and supplement what you're saying, uh, all of those things are projections of your own energy. So if you don't believe in them or if you're using them thinking you are going to cleanse something, it doesn't work. The reason it doesn't work is, again, your energy is a projection of everything that you manifest. So it's important to know where your energy is coming from. It's important to know what your intention is. It's important to know because you're the living energy in this space you're just holding biological space that's exactly your energy true. is infinite and you're holding biological space so a lot of times when you're curious about something but don't know enough whatever energy comes in knows how vulnerable you are because you have a either don't have a belief system or want to experiment with something that you get in over your head so what i want to do is i want you to have the opportunity For each and every one of you, at least in this moment, regardless of your belief system or lack thereof, to consider yourself like a jar. Have you ever seen those things where these antiques are put in jars and there's this big glass tube that sits over it? The bell jar. Like a bell jar? Okay, sure. I want you just for a moment to close your eyes and have this bell jar over you and see this purple flame around you in that bell jar. That is your tube of light. That is your way to protect yourself. That is your way to objectively look out of that bell jar, but at the same time, protect your own energy. Tube of light, whole and real. Tube of light, now congeal. Around my soul, protection seal. Protect my body, protect my mind. Let everything that I receive be none other than divine. That tube of light, whole and real. Tube of light, now congeal. around my my soul protection seal. Protect my body, protect my mind, let everything that I receive be none other than divine. Tube of light whole and real, tube of light now congeal around my soul protection seal. Protect my body, protect my mind, let everything that I receive be none other than divine.
5: And so it is.
6: And so it is. Wow,
5: okay. Awesome. Okay, so I think we should try to t- um, see if we can get any energy from the little girl. Okay,
1: here, I'm gonna grab your hands.
5: Yeah. All right. You're gonna have to lean over a little bit because it's a low yeah. table here. So, yeah, you'll feel the planchette. Okay, you see it? No, I'm, no. Not. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Wait, I just have to point out that she's wearing rhinestone cat eye glasses over her blindfold. This Amazing. is like one of the best things I've Icon. ever seen. Now, okay. have, the, have the two of you Touch.
1: done a Ouija board before? When I was
5: a little girl. Do you guys, and you guys young. don't okay. know each other, right? Never. Okay. Okay, so let's see if we can talk to the little girl. Can you tell us? You, you can put both hands, keep them very lightly on the planchette. And is there anybody here? You guys can ask questions too, although you might feel funny about it. We'd like to <gasps> talk moving. to the little girl. Yep, it's moving. Is there anybody here? Anybody
1: it's about it's to about go to off the edge.
5: What are you doing? Here, that let's happen? move this over a little bit more to the center. Very light touch. You guys are touching light, right? It looks like your fingers are barely on it. Okay. So is there anybody here? You can spell your name or you can point to yes or no on the Ouija board by using the planchette. I'm. Th- I'm not talking to you two with your hands on it. I'm talking. <coughs> I'm talking to ad- ad energetic presences. Can it's you spell your name? Moving. Yeah. It's not
1: moving to yes or no.
5: But her her fingers are right in the window of the plantette, so oh. I can't read what it's hovering on. My, uh, sorry, my hands. No, yours. Mine, mine. Oh, it's sorry. spelling six. <gasps> no. Yes. Look. But that's not good. Oh, uh, wait! It's going back on six. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think it's why just is it going any number? I don't know. How old was the girl?
1: Oh, I, wasn't she a teenager? Yeah, we think she was a teenager. 14.
5: Okay. So there's energy here, but it's not intelligent. Is anybody here? Can you come through? This is going to be like a really kinky picture in 40 years that someone can post on whatever their version of social media is. (laughs) Two strangers, blindfolded. (laughs) Sorry. Let's ask
1: a couple more questions.
5: Um, Does anybody have a question from the audience?
1: (sighs) Should I have eaten that burrito earlier?
5: That is not a good question. You're insulting the restaurant if it says no. (laughs)
1: Why? It's because I went to Del Taco on the way here. Oh,
5: cheater. Uh... Does anybody? Can anybody think of a question? I don't see any. Nobody. No, you guys are just <laughs> inwra- enwrapped. <laughs> the whole crowd silently skipped out of here when we were turning the blindfolds on. How did he die? Who, the robber? Yeah. Okay, oh, how yeah. did the robber Lewis. die? Lewis. Lewis, right. are you here with us? Lewis is... They're jumping off this board. I know, they're going into the spirit realm part of it. Like those things that would make great tattoos over in the corner of the Ouija board. I'm like not even really like touching it, but I feel like it's moving
3: everywhere. I
1: know. It is moving. So you both feel it moving. Yes, yes but I'm like. Yeah, really I feel like you're not touching it at all. Uh, you're
5: like not even touching it. <laughs> and it's like, it's like moving. <laughs> Wait, you're not touching it, bitch. Come on, touch it. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Wait, who said that? Did you say that? That wasn't me. That was an EVP. Should I go in harder? Was <laughs> Which one of you guys said that? I said it. Uh, Did a... you hear that?
1: Yeah. Okay, ghosts. Uh, I mean presences. Um, I don't want to put labels on whatever you are.
5: None, but I got a number. I got to
1: perform. So
5: okay, all right, thank you. you. Okay, we are good. We are now gonna close this session. All right, how do we close? Don't they have to lift their hands at the same time? That's what oh, someone sorry. told me. No, uh, I never heard that. Oh, I don't know. But you guys, I want you to keep the blindfolds on as you feel your way back to the seats. No! no I'm just kidding.
1: Here, I'll help you out of it.
5: <laughs> okay, here. Wait, here. Right here. No, I'm just kidding. Okay.
1: Uh, okay. <laughs> Give it up for both of them. We tried. Thank you so much. Wait, oh, we yeah, tried.
5: See. Like, oh, you, I tried.
1: It, I mean, it was definitely moving, um, but Thank it you. didn't spell Thank you, anything. you guys. Um, give it up for them one more time. <laughs> and also give it up for, uh, both of my guests I had tonight, Pleasant Gaiman and Deborah Wilson. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this whole night has been a major experiment, and, um, you know, I think it was fun. Did you have a good time? Thank you. Now we're okay. The union. <laughs> Thank you guys we're for in helping. We're the union. <laughs> okay. So I want to tell you this little thing. Uh, when I started doing this podcast at the beginning of the year... I was thinking of, you know, fun names for the show, and then the name Ghosted came to mind. And it, a lot of people might not know this, but it's actually a double entendre for dating. When you date someone and then they leave you, they've ghosted you. You knew that. Okay, great. So, you know, dating's really tough here in this city. Am I right? So after I had a guest on named Billy Lee, she came on and she told me, about a time that she had sex with a ghost. (laughs) And I said, doesn't sound bad. So (laughs) I decided I would see what it would be like, um, not to have sex with a ghost, but to, you know, just kind of contact a ghost, and maybe we can, you know, go on a date or something. So I wrote this song. It sounds exactly like the uh, regular theme song of the show. Um, But don't sing along, because I changed the words. Hit it! He had me shaking like a tambourine Cause I thought he was spooky But now he's just kooky I'm ghosted! Turn me up! On the night we met, I a candle. I wanted to get over someone named Randall. I dusted off my friend, Mr. Ouija Board. And let me tell you, that's when I really scored. I blurted out things like, show me a sign. I felt a funny feeling up and down my spine. The flame blew out. That's when I had to shout, I'm ghosted. He told me that his name was Reginald Breyer. He died in an 1800s factory fire. He thinks I'm really hot and he knows about heat. If he wasn't so cute, I would think he's a creep. I see right through this fella. No, literally, because he's see-through. He spoke about a treasure buried under my home. I went downstairs and found an old cattycomb. Who are all these people, and why are they so dead? Hey, that's my whole family, is what he said. There is Uncle Jim and his third wife, Lucille. Yeah, yeah, but where's the treasure? Isn't that the deal? Suddenly, he vanished, and I felt a cold breeze, and I got spookied off by his Aunt Louise! I'm ghosted! His weird ghost family's flying around my hair! I'm fighting
2: off the dead in my living room! Bitch, don't you touch my wig!
1: Thank you! So that was our first ever live show! And I'm currently working on getting some more dates in L.A. and beyond. So hopefully I'll see you uh, at one of those live shows soon. Guys, um, I'm just I'm so grateful for you all. I know it's not even Thanksgiving time yet, but I want to tell you how thankful I am to have you all. And uh, if you could one one other birthday gift, uh, if you could give us five stars if you never have on Apple Podcasts. It really helps out the show. And it's a great place to write something nice in a review. Or if you have a ghost story, it's a wonderful place to give me a ghost story. Uh, the other place you could do that is in our Facebook group, which is called Ghosted by Roz Dres-Velez. Um Those are the two places I would love for you to give me ghost stories or also um, my email, ghostedbyroz at gmail.com, um, but not uh, through Instagram, Direct message or uh, Facebook direct message, please. Thank you. Uh, and, you know, I'm on Cameo, Roz Dressfuless, for all your spooky shout-out needs. And follow me on Instagram, Roz Dressfuless, all those things. I've I've recorded a couple of episodes that are going to be coming out very soon. And I have to tell you guys, it just gets better and better. These stories, I will not post an episode that I do not feel is up to your standards. And I do feel that I have got some good ones in the bank coming up soon. So Halloween's approaching and I cannot wait to talk to you next week on Halloween. So I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye!
4: Star Bands Audio,
6: podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.